Hey, my fellow monkeys, what's up? Old Uncle Silverback here with you on the Armed Ape Podcast, the show where we review and talk about everything from guns, gear, and movies to life in general. Nothing is ever out of bounds. As always, everything we talk about has the end goal of making our lives better by cutting through all the marketing BS using logic, reason, and honest discussions. I look forward to hearing from you soon and to your participation in the show. what's going on today is Tuesday it is the 28th of April 2020 and we are still knee-deep in COVID-19 stuff hopefully it will come to a close soon I know several states are going to open up here in just a few days I don't remember when they said Arizona was going to start opening up and I can't remember if they said it was going to be maybe mid-May or it may be toward the uh, end of May, but I I think it was sometime in May. I don't think it was May 1st that we were going to start opening up again, but uh, some of the businesses and things like that are going to start opening up. Now, this is a episode, I guess we'd call it that, that I had done probably back in January of 2019, and I do two relatively short reviews on a couple of movies and kind of do a little bit of compare and contrast, not too much. Uh, but and I'll give you those movie names now. The first one is going to be Pacific Rim and the second one is going to be Rampage. And both of these movies came out in 2018. And uh, won't give away any spoilers on what I thought of uh, either of those, but those are the things that we're going to be talking about. So before we jump in with that and let you guys hear that, let me go ahead and give you the contact information. If you want to call in on the voicemail, the number is area code 206-745-81, 206-745-2731, or if you would rather record your own audio, or if you have an email that you'd like to send that uh, send that to me and have me read it out on the air for you, the place to send that is thearmedape at gmail.com, all one word, thearmedape at gmail.com. All right, I think, well, I guess if you go over to the website, I guess I should talk about that too, you'll find buttons for Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram, and there is also a PayPal donation button. If you like the show and ever consider throwing a few dollars my way, it would be greatly appreciated. All right, monkeys, let's go ahead and jump in with the show. All right, monkeys, I am once again in the mobile studio. I'm parked 
You may or may not be able to hear some of the road noise that's behind me. Uh, Hopefully it won't be too bad. I don't think maybe the mic will pick it up too much. Anyway, on the show today, let's go ahead and talk about two movies that I recently watched. And both of them would be considered kind of, oh, popcorn movies or turn your brain off at the door type movies. One of them was quite good, and the other one was pretty much unwatchable. So the first one I'll talk about is Pacific Rim Uprising. And I'm not going to bury the lead. This movie was horrible. It was super formulaic. The acting was subpar. You didn't really care about any of the characters, at least I found myself that I didn't, they did the thing where they shoehorned in a kid as opposed to it being an adult. Everything about it was, I don't know, would you call it like maybe paint by numbers or something like that? But just awful. I I watched it. We've got um, HBO Now, which is, it'll be a little bit of an aside here, but we finally ditched uh, cable and RK satellite. We used to have Dish TV. So I got that, got rid of that. The majority of the stuff that we watch is either Netflix, YouTube, Hulu, HBO Now. Uh, is there another streaming thing that we have? Oh, oh, we just got Prime not too long ago. And, you know, paying for all those things, it's still cheaper than what my cable bill was doing. Or my satellite bill, I guess, whatever you want to say. Anyway, I was paying something, it was like 120 bucks a month or something like that prior. And so I said, this is ridiculous. We're, we're not watching this thing at all. And this was about maybe six, seven months ago. And I said, well, let's go ahead and sort of reduce the package that we have and see if I can you know, save a little bit of money that way. So I got it down to about, I don't know, $55, something like that. But I still found, even with that, we would only occasionally watch something here or there. And uh, so recently I I, uh, called them up and said, hey, let's go ahead and and cut the cord on this thing. And then they're like, oh, well, you know, you have this $250 of credit. And we can, you know, get your bill down to just like $20 a month or something if, you know, if we're doing this, that, and the other thing. And I was like, well, how come this is the first time I'm hearing about this $250 worth of credit? And they're like, oh, you know, well, you you didn't call the retention department before. And when you're calling to, you know, change your program around, they don't tell you about that stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, well, forget it. You know, they tried all sorts of stuff to try and get me to stay. But, I mean, the reality is we just don't watch it. And I can't think of the last time really that I watched anything on either cable or satellite or, or even the local channels. I mean, I, I just don't watch anything on there. If I want to get uh, news about something, I'll try and research it and go to the sites that I like. So, But anyway, it was nice to be able to sort of get rid of that. And uh, it's a savings, again, of uh, another 50 bucks a month that I'm not basically throwing out the window. And what it kind of does, too, is it sort of gives you the ability to say, oh, well, if I wanted to watch this one series, the only way that I can kind of get that series 
is to either buy it from Apple or buy it from Amazon or something like that. You know, I don't really have a problem doing that now. So, because even if I buy the whole series, so let's say if a series was going to cost like 40 bucks or something for you to get that whole season. Well, I was paying more than that for the month. So, you know, why not? So anyway, let's, uh, let's go ahead and jump back into the, <laughs> into the review. So, like I said, I had been watching it on, um, HBO now, which is different than HBO go. And so some of you guys may or may not know the difference in between that, but HBO now is if you're just getting it on your own. So you'll go through HBO itself and then you just tell them what your streaming device is and, and then you get it that way. So when you have access to all the stuff, I don't think there's any difference at all between Go and Now as far as shows that you can get that type of deal. And I think that one's about 14 bucks a month. I couldn't really find it any cheaper than that. Uh, sometimes they give you, you know, like a free month. I think I got like a free week or something. But anyway, some kind of nonsense like that. Uh, so anyway, with the uh, getting back to that movie, unwatchable. Well, I guess I shouldn't say unwatchable. I ended up probably it's a uh, uh, was it two hours that that thing? The story of it is, and and kind of in full disclosure. I ended up fast-forwarding through most of the movie uh, and and just would watch during the action scenes or the fighting scenes with the, with the monsters or with the robots. And even those weren't... They weren't really that great. Uh, and there was really no... no what's the word? Maybe tension? Is that, maybe that's the word I'm looking for. So th- there was no tension. I mean, I knew... Who I knew that the main characters, uh, which is Finn, uh, is his name John something or other? I can't remember his last name. Anyway, the dude who was Finn in Star Wars, which I actually kind of like him as an actor. I don't think he's utilized maybe to his full potential. Everybody else in the movie, I didn't really know or I couldn't be bothered to, f- to figure out who they were. The story is that if... if if you watch Pacific Rim, the first one, which again was a dumb popcorn movie, but I actually kind of liked that one. You had, uh, there were these aliens from another dimension, which were using a rift in the bottom of the Pacific Ocean. And they were sending up all these big kaiju, which are just, you know, giant monsters and they were wreaking havoc. The people of Earth basically built Jaegers, which is German for hunter, but they built Jaegers and, uh, use these robots to uh, fight off the monsters and kind of protect the earth. Anyway, the story takes place a a few years after, maybe 10 years after the end of Pacific Rim. John, well, I I don't even know his name in the movie. I have no idea. So I'm just going to call him Finn. So Finn, his dad was Idris Elba from the first movie. And he's kind of like, uh, I guess he's supposed to be, what would you call him? Like a, a rascal, a scamp, a, uh, a rogue. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for. He's, he's kind of supposed to be kind of like a lovable rogue. And he just kind of comes off as, eh. It's like, okay, I, I know you're eventually going to kind of change from this kind of douchey persona that you have. So let's just hurry up and get to that. 
and they uh, sort of read read play themes from the first one and everything. But anyway, so the uh, the monsters are reappearing for whatever reason. I, I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure why, but the monsters are coming back. He eventually gets back into the um, the Jaeger force, I guess. I, I don't even know. Anyway, he eventually goes back into maybe the military. He meets this little girl who's been running her own robot, which you're not supposed to be able to do on your own. But I guess if it's a small robot, you can do it. If it's a big one, you, your brain will melt if you if you uh, do that. Anyway, long story short, Charlie Day's character, who's a guy from Sunny, it's always Sunny in Philadelphia, which is a show I don't really watch. A lot of people have told me I should give it a give it a uh, a go, but I don't. I, I just haven't gotten around to it. But anyway, he's in there. So let's just jump into spoilers from here on out. He, for some reason, and again, I fast-forwarded through so much of it that I don't really have the reasons why, but he, for some reason, has his part of his brain has been taken over by the aliens, and he's trying to figure out using some of the other leftover alien bodies or DNA to, to get them to come through, and they're going to try and reopen the rift or something like that. I don't know. Eventually... Uh, Finn and the little girl are in the original robot from the first movie, which is called Gypsy, something like that. They have it uh, kill this one monster and everything resolves. So, would I recommend this movie? I, I'd say no. I mean, there's absolutely no reason for you to watch it. It's horrible. I mean, I guess if you wanted to sort of do what I did, which is just sort of fast forward through everything... If you've already got HBO Now or something like that, or you get it for fifty cents from Redbox or something, even with that, I, I you know I wouldn't pay even probably fifty cents to see this movie. But if you're already, but if it's already on maybe the streaming service that you've got, it doesn't cost you anything to watch it. So I that's about the only way I could recommend it. So uh, let's talk about the next movie. So yeah, give this thing a pass. Don't worry about it. Just let it sort of wallow at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean where it should be. So anyway, let's talk about and let's jump on board to another movie that I saw and I actually kind of liked. And that was a movie called Rampage starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who I am actually a big fan of. I really liked him in this movie called Faster, which maybe I'll talk about uh, in an upcoming show. But I'll give you guys more of of a heads up in case anybody wants to uh, co-host with that with me, or guest host, I guess I should say. Anyway, oh, and that's another thing. Again, if you guys have a movie that you want to review or, or a series that you want to talk about, hit me up on the uh, email, which is thearmedape uh, at gmail.com. Let me know if you want to do that. It's easy to set up through Skype. It's super easy to uh, have somebody come on and do kind of a guest spot. So... Anyway, let's let's jump back in and talk about Rampage. Now, the funny thing is, is I didn't really pay attention to any of the the hype or the the uh, what it was based on or anything like that. I just knew it had Dwayne Johnson in there, and that he teams up somehow. He's got a giant gorilla, and he kind of teams up and he fights these other monsters. So I thought originally it was going to be just a kind of like a kaiju movie but he's out there fighting 
you know, with his little monkey friend, which had a lot of, you know, a lot of appeal to me. So anything, you know, anything with uh, giant monkeys in there, I'm, you know, that's right up my alley. So anyway, let's, well, like, we'll jump in with the, um, I'll give you the outline of the story. And first I'll tell you kind of what I didn't know. And I figured it out as I was watching. I was like, oh, this is from the video game from the, what is it, late 80s, early 90s rampage where you have like a kind of a giant lizard, a kind of a werewolf kind of dog looking thing. And then you have a gorilla and they go and they bust up buildings and eat people. And you, you know, the more, the more you rampage in the video game, the more points you get. So again, I had no idea that that's what this was based off of until I was like, oh, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Hey, this is, that's what this is. Uh, And partially because I just, I had no knowledge, like I said before, of the movie other than that, like, oh, it's this, this thing with uh, the rock and a gorilla. So the story is basically you have this corporation it's a, and it's a very, very simple story. You have this evil corporation. They are working on genetic mutations and combining things. Of course, they want to use it as uh, to weaponize it, you know, basically weaponizing kind of like CRISPR and that type of stuff. They're doing stuff on a space station and it they have this rat that goes gets big and giant and kills everybody up there and... The space station, when the when the one lone astronaut ejects, taking some of the samples with her, they fall to Earth. And one of them goes into where the gorilla is. One of them goes into a swamp so that you have a giant kind of crocodile thing. And one of them goes uh, out like in Wyoming or something like that where you have uh, some wolves and the wolves mutate. So the corporation is trying to do damage control and they eventually set up a signal that drives the all the mutated animals crazy, and there's only the three of them, and they're going to try and get back to the city to stop the signal. The evil corporation run by a brother and sister and team at that point are going to, for whatever reason, are going to be like, oh, okay, we'll be able to capture them and study them or do whatever. The Rock is a guy who is a primatologist, and he is working with his gorilla named George, and the gorilla is pretty much just human. I mean, you know, for, for the, for the most part, it understands everything and all this other stuff. Now, what's funny is even though this movie is sort of a, uh, popcorn movie and it's a really turn your brain off at that, the, uh, when you come in the door and it's, it's basically a B movie. I wouldn't say go, go as far as to say it's a C movie, but it's, it's basically a B-movie. But it knows it's a B-movie. It doesn't try and be anything other than that. And I think that with The Rock, he has so much personality and he seems to be such a likable guy that that charisma really comes across on the screen. And so you kind of root for him. So he can be in movies. Well, how do I want to say it? He kind of elevates the movies that he's in for me. And not with every single one, but, you know, for the most part, if you had maybe somebody else in that lead role, I don't think it would have worked as well. Uh, again, because he's got kind of that larger than life personality and it kind of comes through the, all that charisma and everything comes through uh, through on the screen and you kind of root for him. So, I mean, the basic story is if we go spoilers from here on out. Basically, the this, the uh, mutation stuff that the animals have got, it heightens their aggression. It kind of mutates them. 
The other animals that really mutated him, the wolf and the crocodile, it turned him into something totally different. Basically, all it did to the gorilla was just make him bigger. So, you know, I kind of thought, you know, if I was going to criticize the movie on any level, it's like, well, why didn't the, the gorilla get more mutated like the other things? You know, at the end of the movie, the rock and uh, uh, is able to, they're able to give him kind of an antidote, the, the, uh, the gorilla an antidote. It doesn't shrink him back down or anything, but what it does do is it cancels out his hyped-up aggression so that then the rock is able to, with George, is able to kind of fight the other monsters. Uh, and, of course, at the end of the day, they win. There is a, I guess you'd call it maybe a love interest uh, and, and what I like is they didn't really hype that up at all. The person is there. She's a, a geneticist or something like that, a researcher. And I thought, eh, you know, maybe she's a little young. I would have liked her to have been maybe about another 10 years older to make it. But again, they're not really pushing that kind of that love interest thing in your face. I mean, it's there, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, a couple of steps down from it, if you know what I mean, because that's not what the movie is about. One thing that I did like is that they, so he runs like this primatology thing in in San Diego. And he's got a couple of new, he's got his one little, you know, nerdy buddy research guy that's with him, that works with him. And then he's got these two new people that are coming in. One's a young guy, another one's a young uh, young woman. And she's probably in her, I don't know, early 20s maybe mid twenties tops, you know, and the, 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 the young guy is the same. The uh, assistant that works with rock is probably late twenties, early thirties type deal. So anyway, they have this one scene where the girl, after they, you know, he's, it's sort of like their first day and he introduces them to George and all this other kind of nonsense. And he is leaving for the day. He's getting ready to go home. And the, the young, pretty blonde girl that's there who's in her, you know, early 20s is basically like, hey, well, I thought maybe we could, you know, get together and you could tell me more about, you know, your work and, you know, maybe over a drink we can do that. And what I liked about it is that he wasn't like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, sure, baby. But he just was like, nah, I don't think so. I'm just going to go home. You know, thanks for the offer. That's great. And I actually kind of liked that. I liked that they, they kind of had him be a decent person about that and where he wasn't kind of a, you know, somebody that would take advantage of, of a person who, who basically that's, you know, he's her boss. So, uh, I did kind of like that, that they, they did that kind of thing. And I guess some people would say like, Oh, you know, it's a part of the PC culture, but it didn't really come across as that it came across as not like a social justice warrior type thing or anything like that, but it came across as, Oh, you know, this guy, he doesn't have to bang everything that, that comes across his plate. You know, he's a decent person, and he's just like, nah, I don't think so. I don't want any entanglements at work, that type of deal. So, I, you know, I, I thought that, again, it added to the decency of his character. All right, well, I think the show is going to wrap up. Like I said, if you guys have any suggestions for any things that you want to do or movies you'd like me to, to do... Sid and Nick and I were, were kind of talking through kind of tech stuff a while back and Sid floated out the, uh, I think it was Sid or it may have been Nick. I can't remember. 
But anyway, one of those guys floated out the idea of maybe doing kind of a book club type thing or, or recommendations for books to read. Way back in the day, I always used to kind of give recommendations of what I was reading or things that I was listening to, different stuff like that. So we'll go ahead and continue with that. So before I sign off, I'll do my recommendation thing. One of the podcasts that I've just listened to now just started on, and I, I like it so far, is called Up and Vanished. It's about a girl, a, a woman that, or a teacher. I can stumble over it enough. Got the old mush mouth going. Anyway, a teacher who has uh, disappeared in Georgia, and this guy is a filmmaker and a and he's uh, starting out a podcast and he's like, well, I'm going to do like a maybe a documentary type thing on this and do some investigation and kind of see what happened because he had seen some other podcasts that had done stuff that were similar. So it's very interesting. And at first I thought, is this for real? And then I kind of looked up a little bit of information and I, as far as I can tell, it's for real. It seems to be. So uh, that's called Up and Vanished. An author that I always like is Scott Sigler. Right now, if you uh, subscribe to him on iTunes or just to his podcast, he's doing Earthcore. So maybe go ahead and check that thing out. I'm trying to think if there's other... Well, I don't have any, too much other stuff as far as recommendations. So, all right, my monkeys, I will talk to you next time. Haha, <laughs> I tricked you a little bit. We're not going to end it just yet. So I hope you enjoyed the show. A couple of things that... I had talked about or I had plans of way back in 2019 was the book club that's kind of still on hold and I think I'll probably be able to get those guys to do that maybe have them come on once some of this stuff kind of settles down a little bit uh, I I do have some plans part of the problem is sometimes people with people if they're working from home or if they're busy even though we're kind of on the lockdown stuff and doing the social distancing sometimes maybe the last thing you want to do is get on and, and go on to a podcast or something like that. But I am going to reach out to both uh, those friends of mine that I mentioned uh, a little bit earlier, both Sid and Nick, and see if I can't get those guys to come on. I'm also going to reach out to Ken, see if he can find some time. Maybe we can do uh, either movie reviews or, or show reviews or things like that. So one of the things that I talked about was the podcast Up and Vanish. I had just started listening to that. You know, I... It was the funny thing is, you know, and there I said, oh, I don't know if this is fake or not, because it seemed like it was kind of a put on the first couple of episodes that I heard. And I thought, well, is this for real? Are they really doing this stuff? Uh, but it did turn out and a, a lot of the ups and downs of it. But it is still an interesting podcast. The problem is it has gone, it, it just sort of got dragged out because what happened was is that during the course of when this guy was doing stuff it kind of caught on it sort of for lack of a better term we'll say that it kind of went viral and of course you started getting a lot of episodes that were you could tell were kind of filler episodes or were things where he's like oh I've got to put something out because I am maybe making some money off of this stuff I'm I'm getting advertisers and things like that so anyway uh, the uh, the case is about a woman called Tara Grinstead, which is uh, happened out in Georgia a few years ago. And I, I won't give any spoilers about it. Like I said, it, there's ups and downs with it. I sort of got disinterested with it and went away from it. And there, it's funny, there's, as a little bit of an aside, there's several true crime podcasts that kind of do that. And there are ones out there that maybe... They'll do a two or three part show as they're covering stuff, but they're not going super in depth. 
with thing. And so one of the shows that I kind of listen to on a semi-regular basis is called True Crime, True Crime Garage, uh, which I like because they don't they're, they do a lot of two-parters sometimes. I, and I can't remember if they've ever done a three-parter or not. They generally will wrap stuff up uh, relatively quick on kind of what they think. And then they'll move on to the next one, which it kind of can hold your interest and you can move on from there. Uh, but with some of these other ones, when they are so focused on just one particular case, again, there's a lot of stuff that's filler, a lot of stuff that kind of gets drawn out, things like that. Also, I had made a recommendation for one of my favorite authors, who's a guy by the name of Scott Sigler, and I told you that at the time when I had recorded that, he was doing one of his books called Earthcore, and he podcasts a lot of his books. Right now, what he's doing is he is re sort of rebroadcasting one of his novels called Nocturnal, and without going into too much backstory, basically... If he was doing a lot of the, the the podcasting and doing intros and outros and doing all this other stuff, it was cutting into too much of his writing time and too much of some other development stuff that they were doing. So they were thinking about kind of taking a step back on the podcast with new content. And so they thought, well, this is a way where we can sort of have something where the feed is still alive type thing. Uh, and then, of course, you know, the, uh, the the lockdown and the distancing happened. So, you know, who knows? It's still a way, I think, where they can, it allows him to focus on new work and new content and things like that. But it is interesting because I had listened, like I said, I've been a, uh, a fan of his from way back. I think I very first started listening to him maybe back in probably 2007, which is when this maybe originally came out because I remember when he did this and he did a, a lot of really neat stuff. And it, it's one of the things that he does too, is he, he comes on now, does a little bit, a very short intro. And then he left in on the audio files from the original stuff, his original intro. So anyway, I'm kind of rambling, uh, but it is interesting to go back and you get a, uh, Oh, a little time warp there, as I'm fond of saying. Also, what's interesting is some of the stuff that he was doing and you know we think of it now that's that's like 13 years ago when he did this and so there was still a lot of new stuff and using the uh, the internet and, and podcasting was still relatively new and one of the things that he did is he the story takes place in san francisco of oh and the story is called nocturnal i don't know if i mentioned that or not uh, but anyway he was he would set uh, he would say, well, this is a bar where this gangster works or, or you know, has his kind of headquarters or this is a place where something happened. And you could actually go and look on a map that he had at the time and you could sort of do the little Google stuff and all that kind of jazz. So anyway, I would love to hear from you guys. Let me give you that contact info again. So the voicemail is area code 206-745-81-APE1-206-745-2731. And the email address to send either emails or to send in audio files that you've done is thearmedape at gmail.com. All one word, thearmedape at gmail.com. Also, one final thing is uh, we do have the, I'll give you the streaming channels that we have. We have Hulu, we have Netflix, Prime. Uh, what else do we have? We also have, we recently got Disney+. Plus. I think we've maybe got something else, but I can't remember off the top of the head. I think that's 
maybe all we have as far as some of the prime stuff or uh, the regular streaming things. So if you guys have a particular recommendation that is on any one of those streaming services as, as far as a show or a movie that maybe you'd like me to talk about, go ahead and send that stuff in. Let me know and I will do my best to get that stuff out on the uh, podcast for you. All right, this time for reels, I will talk to you next time.